Well, good morning to you and a happy Friday, of course. My name is Jeff. Welcome to Right On Radio. It is Friday. And on this lovely day, I feel like dancing. How about you? When the Spirit of the Lord moves upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. When the Spirit of the Lord moves upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David danced. I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David Dios está en mi corazón, yo danzo como David. Si el Espíritu de Dios está en mi corazón, yo danzo como David. Oh, yo danzo, yo danzo, yo danzo como David. Oh, yo danzo, yo danzo, yo danzo. to the show everybody happy friday i hope you had a good one um <laughs> let me just uh, heavenly father i thank you for the privilege of doing this broadcast i thank you for everyone that you have blessed me with in this community lord i pray that we are like-minded in our focus on you lord 
that our faith will grow, Lord, and that you will carry us through these times that we are coming up upon. Father God, you are so glorious. Jesus, you are <laughs> you are beyond measure, beyond words, Lord. Lord, all that you've done, all that you are doing to prepare us, Lord, the love us so much, and you're, you are faithful and true. You are the Lord of lords and King of kings and deserving of all glory. Father, forgive us our sins and bless us as we go forward in serving you and your kingdom alone, and that we keep our eyes squarely focused, Lord, because you are the only truth that is in this world. I pray his name. Amen. Wow, folks. Um, yesterday morning I woke up and I had this entire show mapped out. Um, and I'm going to tell you some of it, I suppose. But I just feel like a blank slate right now, so you're probably not going to get the show that I had promised. I'm actually quite broken now, and not because of any circumstances in my life. Just, uh... <sighs> One of my first thoughts this morning, and I'm just... Being honest, uh, don't trust in any man. Don't pay attention to anything that I'm saying. Look to God. But I had one of my first thoughts this morning was about the, uh, the four horsemen. And then uh, a, the person, and I'm going to call this person, I'm going to give them a nickname, um, a person that helped me with the show that I put out yesterday. I'm going to call this person K's, uh, good digger, good intent. And, uh, this person had sent me some stuff in telegram this morning. And so I, I paid attention to it and lo and behold, one of the key themes and one of the things that was sent to me was about the four horsemen. And let me just uh, read the beginning of Revelation 6. Then I saw when the Lamb broke one of the seven seals, I heard one of the four living creatures saying, as with the voice of thunder, Come, I looked and behold a white horse, and the one who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. I'm just going to stop there for a second. And I was also sent this particular clip, which I'm going to play the audio of. And what I like about this clip is it's uh, it's actually only one minute and 20 seconds. <laughs> and it's, 
well, shame on me, but it kind of says everything I've been telling you for the last two years in one minute and 20 seconds. <laughs> so, without further ado, listen to this. I started to realize there were two New World Orders. The real one, the one that Alice Bailey talked about, and the counterfeit New Agers and theorists focus on. And they are revealing this counterfeit New World Order right along with Luciferian messages of human unity, oneness, and higher consciousness, always. And the message is, you know, look, they're enslaving us. They're stealing our power. They're keeping us from realizing who we really are, from realizing that we're all one. They're stunting our creative energy, all that. And just to be clear, like I've said before, this counterfeit New World Order is real, just like a counterfeit $100 bill is physically real. It all has to be real for work and that's the point and it's the fact that it is very real that is giving all these new age conspiracy theorists real power and validity and it's giving power and validity to their message to their prescription about how to deal with the problem and that's why this deception is going to be so powerful people in growing numbers are researching this stuff realizing that it's real and then they go to people like jones and ike for advice on what to do and they tell people to unite to resist it to Realize you're a powerful conscious being. You know, Ike tells people to let go of religion because it's one of the tools of control. Jones tells people, all of us of every religion have to unite and stand up against these people. This is going to be a masterfully deceptive trick. A fake, phony, new world order is going to rise and then going to be purposefully allowed to be defeated so that the real new world order can finally be implemented. A good way to think about Think about an evil person who wants to trick you into trusting them. How would they do that? Well, they certainly couldn't just walk up to you and demand your trust. That would instantly make you suspicious of them. And they certainly couldn't show their true colors or reveal their real intentions. They would have to trick you into giving them your trust all on your own. They could not make it look like they were making you trust them or forcing you to trust them. Because then that's not real trust. And a perfect way to pull this off would be to stage an attack on you. Send someone after you, have them attack you, and then they come in and rescue you from the attacker. That evil person has now gotten you to trust them by making themselves look like a hero to you, by saving you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What an amazing time to be alive, folks. Um, I have a feeling that in the next couple of years, uh, many of us are not going to feel that it's such an amazing time to live. But the one thing I can assure you of is the Lord is coming back. Man, you know what? I, I, I'm rarely at a loss for words like I am this morning. I, I feel like in tears, and this is highly unusual. It's a beautiful day outside. I'm going to be spending time with my family today. Um, I have every right to be filled reason to be filled with joy and quite honestly that I'm holding back our tears of joy (sighs) 
But there's so many people fooled by this deception, even the elect. And it, it's it's just the heart. Do not put your trust in man. Look, I'm just going to give you what the point of the show was. Um, I, I promised in the title a talk about Tucker and Trump, and so I'm going to do that briefly. I'm not going to do the show that I had planned. Uh, just give me just two second pause here. So, um, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I've been trying to figure out the Tucker Carlson thing for a long time. You know, who really is Tucker? And, you know, I, I dug into him a couple of years ago. I don't have all of the information ahead of me, but essentially his dad was, you know, like a CIA type guy. And uh, Tucker went to all the best schools and, he was groomed. He lived in Washington, D.C. most of his uh, adult life. Um, he is a voice of reason, and I, and I pray he is, uh, is being redeemed. Uh, he did a really interesting podcast with Adam Carolla the other day, and I was going to feature a lot of the things he said, and I'll touch on a couple of them. But the one thing that came to my mind um, that Tucker Carlson has said many times, you know, he basically has said in the past that he has a weak faith. He seems to be coming more to faith now. But he's always said, you know, don't take me seriously with faith because I'm an Episcopalian. And he has said that many times. I'm not making that up. So what is an Episcopalian. The word Episcopal, or Episcopal <laughs> refers to government by bishops. The historic Episcopate continues the work of the first apostles in the church guarding the faith, listen to this, unity and discipline of the church and ordaining men and women to continue Christ's ministry. Well, that sounds good, doesn't it? But the theory I'm working on, and perhaps one of you who are a really gifted digger will want to look into this, but in Washington, D.C., there's a very powerful group. They put on the national prayer breakfast every 
year and the president of the United States, whomever that would be at the time, always comes and speaks at that national prayer breakfast. So they have enough clout to get the president of the United States to speak there. And they are called the family. Make no mistake, I do not think that they are of God. And when this description mentions Christ, I think it's the same Christ that the uh, people in Israel who do not believe in the New Testament are waiting for. That's just opinion, of course. But Tucker has been, you know, dropping truth bombs lately on the Adam Carolla podcast. He came out basically said that he's known that uh, Barry Obama was gay since 2008, but they didn't want to say it on air, didn't want to be too far out of the narrative, and, you know, at least he's telling the truth on that. I, I believe his story when he says that. But he also, is he's playing a role, folks, and just like Trump, I don't think either of them really know the extent of what their role is. I think they are unknowingly being guided. We do not battle against flesh and blood. We battle against principalities and powers of the air. You have to look at all of this stuff with your spiritual eyes. And I don't mean spiritual woo sense. Just the spirit world is more real than this flesh world. Way more real. And you'll know that when you go to eternity. So he has been saying that, uh, that is uh, Tucker Carlson, that he feels, and he's an insider, he, he knows the, the heartbeat of D.C., certainly better than most, that we are headed to a hot war with Russia. Folks, this is all order out of chaos. Keep in mind the clip I played to you at the very beginning. This is order out of chaos. And if you caught last night's show, this will probably make some sense to you about how one side is rising. But what my gut feeling is, and again, I'm just giving you gut feeling, I'm just speaking from the heart this morning, is no matter what um, Q posts say, no matter what Donald Trump says, and or if he comes into power, and I say if because, you know, there's a lot of talk about the assassination of Donald Trump right now. That's a very real possibility. Just because the dark and the light are really being controlled by Satan, and they're on the same team, knowingly or unknowingly, they are both very real. 
just like the example in that clip of a counterfeit bill. They're very real. And the people who are on the side, the old order, do not want to fall. At the end of the day, most of them are flesh and blood humans. They might have sold their souls and everything else, but nobody would will that they would go to prison, be executed, or what have you, publicly shamed. No one wants that. So they don't want to go down without a fight. And it is probably an active plan. In fact, it, not probably. Of course it's an active plan. It has been for years to try to assassinate Donald Trump. Whether that happens, I don't know. I pray it doesn't. I really do pray it doesn't. But if it did, that will trigger a civil war and there will be much bloodshed in the United States. Now, if it doesn't happen and he comes into power, there's going to be some form of a civil war <laughs> and a lot of bloodshed on the streets. I think it's unavoidable at this point, folks. And, man, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I want to see my, my daughter grow up to live out her fun, to see my grandson live out a full life, not because I'm yearning for this life on earth. I know where I'm destined, and I pray you are as well. And that's going to be a much better life. But this is an opportunity to serve our Lord and to do it willfully. This is our training ground. This is, uh, I think, what we do here in the flesh will have eternal consequences. And so, because I've lived such a... Uh, most of my life I did not serve Christ. And it's not like I can redeem myself or you can redeem yourself. We can't. Jesus Christ is our Redeemer. But I would like, out of my own will, to make better choices in whatever days that the Lord has put before me. And to one day stand in front of him and hear the words, Well done, my good and faithful servant. If I'm going to be totally honest with you, and I'm not making this about me, I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, I know I'm going to heaven because I have every bit of faith uh, in my salvation. There's nothing that's going to take that away from me. But I'm not as confident that I'm going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You have run the course and finished the race. I'm not that confident. And I actually hope that you're not that confident in it either because you'll be putting yourself on a pedestal and like me, you don't deserve it either. Revelation 6 verse 3 
When he broke the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come, and another, a red horse, went out. And to him who sat on it, it was granted to take peace from the earth, and that the people would kill one another, and a large sword was given to him. Verse 5. When he broke the third seal, I heard the third living creature saying, Come. I looked, and behold, a black horse. And the one who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard some like a voice in the center of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius. And do not damage the oil and the wine. That's big time inflation. That's translated, folks. That's a hundred dollar loaf of bread. When the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the fourth living saying, Come. I looked and behold, an ashen horse. Just going to pause for a second. Have you noticed King Charles' coat of arms, the color is ashen? And the one who sat on it had the name Death, and Hades was following with him. Authority was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and famine and plague and by wild animals on the earth. You know what, can I just finish the fifth and sixth seal here while I'm in this chapter, if you'll be patient with me? When the Lamb, so the Lamb is Jesus, folks. <laughs> this is by Jesus' design. When the Lamb seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been killed because of the word of God. And because of the testimony which they had maintained, and they cried out with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, will you refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who live on earth? And a white robe was given to each of them. And they were told that they were to rest for a little while longer until the number of their fellow servants and brothers and sisters who were to be killed, even as they had been, was completed also. And I looked when he broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair, and the whole moon became like blood. And the stars of the sky fell to the earth as a fig tree drops in its unripe figs when shaken by a great wind. The sky was split apart like a scroll when it rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth and the eminent people and the commanders and the wealthy and the strong and every slave and free person hid themselves in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. 
And they said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the sight of him who sits on the throne, and from him the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to stand? <coughs> and I'll just interject my personal understanding of timelines. But at the end of that, that is when we are brought up into the air. You see, we go through all that other stuff, but we're spared from the wrath of God. Father, I pray for each one who hears my voice this morning. Lord, I pray that each one will press into you and your word and ask for the Holy Spirit to minister to each heart. Lord, fill them with your grace and your hope. Remind them of the importance of their salvation and our eternal destiny. May God be with each and every one of you this day. Please join me on Sunday. By the way, Sunday is a, it's a real special day for me. And I, uh, I pray you'll, uh, you'll be with me Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, as we continue into Second Peter. Blessings, everyone. Be loved. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.